Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, July 27th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined, as always, please feel free to hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them, or maybe even answer them right here on the show. In today's show, guys, we're playing part two of my discussion with Millard. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, it, first of all, it's a great one. It's really great. We get into a, a, a nice... Uh, stat conversation about stats versus you know which one how how we feel about stats in sports kind of and in baseball it's really kind of an interesting conversation about baseball in general and then we talk about Tatis and Will Myers and some more you know Diamondbacks Padres things but first I just want to shout out and say you know if you're listening to this you've probably heard the news about what happened with the um, with the MLB and with the Miami Marlins who have a bunch of players that just tested positive and at the Yankees game against Philly because Philly just played the Marlins uh the Philly Yankees game has been postponed so I just want to say this could be it this could have been it um I imagine the Padres and D-backs I think they'll probably finish their game today so they'll finish the series um hopefully they win that one so I win my bet with Millard but um this could be it and uh, I just want to say, you know, we're, we're going to have a recap. Me and Millard, I think, are going to talk about the, the the four games that we got from this series. But we might be just just want to put it out there that uh, who knows? Um, things are a little bit up in the air right now. And it is possible that that might have been all the baseball we get. It's possible. I'm not saying they're going to cancel the season, but I'm feeling a suspension. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to throw that out there and, you know, just say, everybody, hey, hold tight. Stay, stay close. Pay attention to the news and stuff. And, you know. Be healthy, guys. Just be healthy and stay safe. Um, but with all that being said, this little intro has been going on long enough because this episode is a great one, and I want to get right into it. So let's go. Do you think? Just I I heard you brought up Mookie earlier. Do you yeah. think uh, this sixty games? Let's say you know because it's sixty games, the Dodgers just never get off to that hot start. Can you see Mookie Betts leaving the Dodgers after sixty games? I think the thing with Mookie though is I I'm wondering. I just feel like the Dodgers are just giving him the deal. But, I mean, they've got a lot of guys on that team that are probably going to want deals too. I mean, not that they can't do it. They are the Dodgers. They definitely have the pockets for it. No I don't know. I don't know. I think um, – I, because it's weird because he is a free agent. And, obviously, the ever I think a low-key kind of subplot of the whole season has been like, oh, man, like all of a sudden the Dodgers are kind of – they got screwed because they're not getting a full season of bookie bets from this, this trade. Granted, I don't think they gave up too much for him, but yeah. still it's, it's definitely like one of those things where it's, it's just unfortunate for them. And this is a team that's been just kind of, Oh boy, the Dodger fans are, I don't even know. I, I almost feel bad just because the world series, like eight times and they've had the Kershaw collapses and all that. Right. So I think hmm, with bets, I think it would be fascinating because I think that, the only way he could have gotten traded is if they started off like had like all time or bad. But if they start off, like I said, like 10 and 20, that might be like a decider in a 60 game season in a regular season. It's like, no, they're not trading him. They're still, they're running with it. Right. They're still running with, it. they have to, right. It's just, you can't give up on this guy, but if they start off like, Oh, and 20, that's just, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like what, I think the question is better. Like what would it take? for them to give up on him. You know what I mean? Like what is the point where they say, all right, there's an offer out there. Let's just give him up. This season is too ridiculous. Anyway, let's just, 
you know, throw it up and be like, whatever, we have so many prospects anyway. We have so much uh, potential for the future. No matter what they do this year, they're still probably going to have the best roster in baseball. So I think it's it's what would it take? I don't know, man. I mean, now my foot's falling asleep, so now I'm just, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> um, I don't know. But how about the other way? What do you think it would take for Mookie not to resign? Let's just say hypothetically because of the COVID, because of the pandemic, Dodgers just butcher this. You know, the players lose trust in them, keeping them safe. You know, there's an outbreak. The the, the team is not taking it seriously. Testing's been poor. Do you think the Mookie best could see something like that and be like, why would I put my future into the Dodgers? They can't keep me safe during a pandemic. Why should I put the next 10 years of my career into them? I still just think that they have the cash to spend. I think that... I can't really think of any other team. I mean, well, the other team is Boston. <laughs> That's the other team that could probably pay him if they wanted to, which would be fascinating, by the way, to see if they if they paid him after You're all like this. Like the Chapman situation. Yeah, exactly. Like they 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 give him up, and I don't. Hmm. I mean, the other team. I mean, the Yankees. I guess, but I feel like their outfield is is a little set in a, in a in a bunch of different ways. But I don't know, man. I don't know. These, these are all questions I don't have answers to when it comes to the Dodgers. I feel like we might have to ask our buddy, a Snydog, Jeff Snyder, about yeah. you know kind of the, the issue with the Dodgers heading into the season. But in general, I think that – I mean, Betts is a freaking stud, man. I mean, it can't be under, understated. Like, he's better than every player on probably both of our respective teams. I mean, it would take a Cattell Marte at his best and Fernando Tatis at his best to even come close to the value that – um bets brings and even that might not be enough right i mean he's just that good this is a guy who hits like 260 and it's still an amazing season you know what i mean that's how good he is because of the defense too so i don't really know what it would take it was still such a puzzling move for the red sox and yes. now i feel like i'm just uh doing that thing i used to do in college where i just uh overextend what i what i've been talking about for sake of just using up time um but that's that's really my thoughts on that i think it would be great though if um bets if it's even a possibility that he gets traded, I think it would be an interesting kind of wrinkle in baseball and an interesting storyline. Trades in general, any trades. I mean, like we said with, with Robbie Ray, like with the Padres, I, I, don't, I can't think of any guys that the Padres have that they'd consider trading. I could only see them potentially trading four guys if they start off really, you know, really hot, they're like 20 and five and they're like, screw it. Let's go for the world series this year. And then they maybe give up a little bit of the farm system. I don't think that they have anybody that they're trading away though, with the exception of maybe Myers. But then again, I don't know really who wants Myers right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just talk about Myers real quick. He's been a guy <laughs> who's been, uh, you know, one of the highest let's, rated let's prospects, you know, before he broke into the majors, he was like, I think as high as like maybe number three in the prospect rankings. And he's had some solid years. He's been all right, but he's definitely not lived up to the billing. So do you think mm-hmm. he could be a guy who finally puts it all together in the 60 game season? I mean, all of the kind of tidbits about him is that he's put the trade like kind of rumors behind him. He's able to kind of just tune that out and just play. I mean, this year, if we had that universal DH thing, right, that's been the new like story. And it looks, sounds like baseball is heading that direction. That's probably where he'd be best suited. Um, but he's got value in the sense that he can play a couple different positions, not necessarily well, but he can play a couple different positions and it's not, he's not too far removed from 2016 where he was all right. You know, the 28 home run, 28 steal season. Uh, and then the, the following year after that, where he had 30 home runs and 20 steals, which granted, I know that those are just kind of fantasy numbers, but I can see why teams might be attracted to that. Right. And you know, the defensive liability issues, 
it's just I don't know, man. He, he's still he's not old. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to justify the Will Byers thing at this point. Um, it's hard for me to justify Eric Hosmer at this point too. That's kind of the difference I feel like between our two teams. By the way, is that when it comes to who has the worst like liability players, definitely the Padres with those two. Um, I don't know. I think that Myers is. I just don't see it. And I know I got excited by the spring training stats, but it would be a truly kind of out of nowhere, not out of nowhere, but it would be a very uh, foolish thing to do if they use the 60 game season to be like, oh, wow, look, Myers broke out. We finally got him. It's like, no, this guy might just be one of those dudes that never really put it all together and just had that great rookie of the year season. Yeah, okay. He was an all-star in 2016 for the popular. Yeah, I'm looking at he it was. now, but... His numbers weren't even that phenomenal. I mean, he, he yeah. kind of put up Christian Walker numbers, honestly. He was basically <laughs> Christian Walker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just looking at, like, the raw stat line across the board, he basically put up Christian Walker numbers. Under- Great fantasy player, but, uh, like, elite fantasy player, I might add. I mean, uh, come on, guys. 28-28, it was really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the following season, he was also a good fantasy player. Then he started getting hurt and all that. Um, I think the, the, the other issue with him was – uh, a little bit of a split. I, I remember it was, I, I forgot if it was 2016 or 2017, uh, where he was great at the beginning. Like his, his uh, pre-All-Star break and post-All-Star break um, numbers weren't great. So I think that's a, a big concern with him. And the money that he's owed, it's not completely, it's not like, like I could see the Padres eating some salary from it. It's not like a contract that nobody would take. Um, like the Hosmer one, the Hosmer one's nobody's, nobody's taking that one. Like I can't, he needs to do what he did this season when he was with the Royals before he left in order for anybody to even consider taking that contract. Right. I don't know though, but yeah, I'm not totally in on the, the Will Myers thing. I mean, he might be an interesting bench guy, but for what he's being paid, absolutely not. I don't see any way, but the pot is if, if he does well in a small sample size, like right now, like they're starting off good and teams are interested. I guarantee you the Padres will try to trade him the first second that they get. And maybe they should. And can you really trust a guy who spells Will with one L? I don't know. About <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, what? One L? Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, for years, I thought it was just W-I-L-L. I just thought it was two L's for a while. But I guess he's just one L. Whatever. It's kind of indicative of how I feel like we all feel about Will Byers. Just a weird, weird player who was so fun that first year and never put it together afterwards. Yeah, because back when he was, like, about to break into the big leagues, I thought it was justifiable for, like, the Red Sox to trade, like, John Lester for him. I'm now looking mm-hmm. back at that, seeing, you know, the, the kind of careers Lester's had since those trade rumors. Uh, that would have been an awful deal for the Red Sox. But, Javi, with uh, Machado and Todd Tees as your two cornerstones of the Padres, what kind of mm-hmm. success do you think those two will have within the next five to ten years? Can you see them making any deep postseason runs outside of a 60-game uh, shortened season pandemic? Can you see them going to the World Series uh, down the line? I mean, those two corner infielders, it's that, that combo is one of the best out there, right? I mean, the Dodgers, I know they have Seager and – whoever the heck plays third base for them. I'm forgetting right now. Uh, is it Muncie? Who the heck? The Dodgers have like all these players who play every position, by the way. It's infuriating. Um, <laughs> but I mean, with the exception of a couple teams, I, I mean, the Indians are up there with Lindor and Ramirez, but I mean, you know, not looking great for the Lindor prospects for Cleveland, who all of a sudden decided that they too aren't going to pay their players. Uh, they're just going to drop the best guy that they've arguably had on that team since Oh my gosh, like Sabathia, honestly, with the prospects. Like, honestly, like, I think he's, that's like the best 
guy that they've had since then, unless I'm forgetting someone. Jose Ramirez has been pretty good. Yeah, right. Jose Ramirez, who had a down year last year. But yeah. with the exception of that, like, I mean, Lindor probably. And there was some rumors of him being uh, attached to the Padres, which I think were very much just rumors. Um, don't get me wrong. Love him. We'll figure out the position thing later. Tatis, if you have to start learning how to play outfield, Lador, same thing. Great. Whatever. I mean, I like dealing with that after the fact, you know, when it comes to that. But still, um, I think I could see it. I think the whole thing is the Padres are a team that can definitely compete for the wild card now. But the the plan for the future definitely looks bright with their Patino, Campizano, CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore. I mean, they've got potential in the future. I mean, Mackenzie Gore is probably going to start the season. Or I think. Yeah, they'll probably start the season. They'll, they'll do something, uh, depending on where they're at. It's it's definitely a team built for the future um, and doesn't have too much. I mean, man, it it would be so much more exciting if they didn't have this Myers and Hosmer situation with those deals, man. I mean, if they didn't have that, then it's like, oh, man, maybe they could get one more guy. You know, maybe they could do a Mookie Betts trade and then maybe sign him, right? I mean, they were attached to him for a while. People forget. It wasn't like that was the other team that was attached to Mookie Betts. It was the Padres for a while, actually. And it would have been perfect. You know, Grisham, Betts, and uh, Tommy Pham, like that's an elite outfield right there. And it would have solved the center field issue, like completely would have done away with it. Um, Machado, not a great first. I shouldn't say not a great first year. Not a $300 million uh, great yeah. first year. You know what I mean? Not that great. Still pretty solid. Um, and I know he fell off a little bit towards the second half and kind of came back towards the end. So he needs just some more consistency. I could see it. Why not, man? I mean, I could see anything in baseball these days uh, when it comes to teams that are – I feel like there's just been so many um, – just when it comes to a, a little, like, subplot of baseball, a lot of the teams that never won and were looking for a championship kind of happened. You know, you look at the Cubs, the Royals – there's a lot of teams that have won that the, the Astros that like broke these like franchise, like the, the teams that never won the cursed fan bases, they've won. You know, I feel like there's not too many left with the exception of honestly, the Padres and D backs. Yeah. I mean, they won in what was it like 2000? Oh, so wow. yeah, we won it, but we went against the Yankees after nine 11. So it was really, Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it was also the ultimate, like all in for that one season, season two, where <laughs> just after that, it was just like, okay, yeah, we got our championship and that was it. Um, yeah, I could see it. Why not? Um, it's going to be exciting though, man. I don't know what else to say though. So do you think Tatis, uh, what do you think his ceiling is? Do you think he could be uh, a guy that could be considered the best player in baseball? Do you think he will be on that trout Acuna Mookie Betts level one day? I mean, I can't say the the trap thing. I can't say the Acuna, but um, I think a good comp. I mean, look, Corey Sears started off great his first year, and look at him now. Like, he had an even better season next year after, so I could see that type of player. Why not? I mean, he's good on both sides of the ball. And it was just his first season. He was so electric, so exciting. You know, I think um, – uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Um <laughs> I, I talked about it recently. I did like a debate podcast with uh, the Yankees host and Blue Jays host about like Tatis versus Glaber Torres, you know, embrace mm-hmm. debate. And basically, look, it's bottom line, though. It is just one season. You know, I got to I got to give into as much as I try and play a character and, and all that and say that, hey, his dad was amazing, too. So therefore, by rule of Star Wars, it means he's going to be great, too. He's got the bloodline in him. Right. But I think uh, bottom line is it was one season and there are some faults with him. Defense was good, not Lindor level, and his offense, really high strikeout rate. Uh, he chases a lot of pitches in the dirt. You know, he had a little bit of trouble with some um, some breaking balls and whatnot that I was looking at. So it's not like he's this, you know, I don't want to say he got lucky, 
that first year. But it's definitely fair to say that maybe just temper expectations a little bit and don't expect him to immediately hit 330 or whatever it was that he was hitting last year uh, right out of the gate. Um, But I still think that he's definitely one of those players that has hype and potential for the future. Yeah, because batting average, OBP, home runs, stolen bases, a lot of his traditional stats are off the charts. But like you said, 110 strikeouts in only 84 games. It is pretty alarming, but... That's right, making car sounds to let you guys know that we're taking a second to talk about Rock Auto. The homies over at rockauto.com. And I've said before, if my man the Diesel would have liked any type of car website, let me tell you, this is the one. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. That's right, everybody. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice now. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You'll see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Yes, because the money be tight for some people, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. I don't know why my voice is changing so much, but why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Does that make any sense at all? No, it does not. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And quickly, before we get into this mock trout conversation, don't worry guys we're about to get into it yeah that's right a Mike Trout conversation it's awesome big baseball stat stuff but before we do that just give me a quick more second everybody I want to talk to you about CBDMD it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete like Mr. Trout or a stay-at-home parent or a schmuck like me who spends eight hours a day on his computer in his bed recording podcasts and whatnot everyone needs support to make it through the day so luckily our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax and regroup and re-energize and be rejuvenated and be fantastic the two things that I want to talk to you guys about are CBDMD CBD Freeze with Menthol, which is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, super convenient, really awesome and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. And they also have CBD Recover, which is just as great as it sounds. It combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. It's A-R-N-I-C-A and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most and to make it even easier. That's right. We're not done. Not only do they have these great products, but they're making it even easier for you to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners, that's right, all our listeners, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. So once again, that is CBMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchases of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So now that that's all out of the way, everybody, let's get back into it. I, I heard you mention a great debate and about how you've been on, you know, some podcasts recently debating. Mm-hmm. I've been having some recent guests on my own podcast to, to debate, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Trout and where we view him <laughs> in baseball. Yes. So, Javi, I, I want to get you. your take real quick. I'm a guy. I'm not saying he's not the best player in baseball, but to say yeah. he's the best player ever, to think he's on the same level as LeBron James or Tom Brady. He's a guy that's got one playoff hit through nine years of his career, which is actually the least accomplishment. Uh, the, he's the least accomplished all-time great. If you go look at ESPN's top 25 players of all time, all of them have more than one playoff hit through the first nine years of their career. 
his his splits from the first half and second half. He he gets a little bit worse in the second half. Avi, two outs, runners in scoring position. His numbers <laughs> take a dip. If you look at Mookie and Miguel Cabrera, both their numbers actually go up in those situations. And Warren, I think it's a hypothetical stat. That's what people love when they're judging Mike Trout. I think it's the worst stat in baseball. He 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 has such a high <laughs> WAR because he plays the weakest this. position yeah. in baseball. Center field, war matters about your replacement level at that position. And since center field is the weakest position in baseball, that's why he has the highest war. So what's your take, Javi? Is Mike Trout already the greatest baseball player of all time? Or do you no. think you're just on track? Look, look, I hate stat nerds, bro. <laughs> like, don't get me started. Like, it's fun, but man, I'm glad. So here's the thing. And I was messing with you on Twitter. But it was just funny because you were just going, not going at people, but it was like a giant thread. That's what I enjoyed. You know, I was just like, wow, you're, you're going for it tonight. You're ready. Yeah. You're like, let's do this. Let's do it, guys. Come on. Um, so here's the thing. I think he is the best player just currently in baseball right now. I don't think there's anyone who would debate that. I mean, the, I think you could say like, all right, if we're just talking about pitchers versus what it's, it's still Mike Trout. Um, and yeah, he's got some all-timer numbers, but guys, I, I, I'm sorry, but yes, I like to bring in some things that aren't just numbers when determining my best player. Now, I will say, though, I don't want to blame him for the fact that his team has been, you know, dog crap for a while. You know what I mean? The Angels have not been good. They've had a lot of really bad contracts. Pretty sure they still have some bad ones right now. Um, <laughs> that I'm just, I just can't think of right now. Yeah, the pool holes. There we go. Thank you. Uh, the pool, oh, my God. I mean, when is that up, right? Um, I, I looked it up like the other day. Until He's getting paid till age 41. He's making like $30 million. Oh my gosh. So they have some bad things there for years. I haven't seen anything really in terms of them having any major progress with their uh, farm system. Uh, so that's not, not a good sign, but they do have Otani. They do have Rendon and they do have Simmons who isn't a great offensive player, but is one of the great defensive shortstops arguably we've seen in like, I don't know, like 20 years, right? Like he's up there, up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, his defense is unbelievable. I mean, just go watch some highlight clips of that guy. Um, it's like Arenado, but for shortstop, right? So I think I think it's hard to say. But, yeah, I care about that stuff, you know? And I've been getting into these fights with my friends uh, recently, including my, my best friend with our fantasy league, where it's like, you know, he's like, man. So, Millard, I want to ask – I want to throw this out there. I'm going to okay. expose my friend for a second. Here's the offensive categories that we're using for our fantasy baseball league. Because I like doing categories. I don't like points, right? Okay. But for offense, we're using strikeouts, mm -hmm. runs created, on-base percentage, and slugging. Now, here, before you get into it, here's what I want to say, right? I get it. I get that those numbers are probably better indicators of than average, you know what I mean, and stolen bases for who are the best players. But we're playing fantasy baseball, damn it. Like, I don't watch baseball games, Billard, and I go, wow, I wonder what that, that single is going to do for Bryce Harper's runs created on the air. No, I go, oh, he hit a home run. Awesome. That helped my total there. It's just there's this disconnect with some baseball fans, and I, I still got love for them with, with numbers, where it's like, yeah, but I kind of don't think that, you know, I think it kind of matters. That's like, who was a player that, had a great season, and also the team is part of it too. And I just don't think that – I think Bregman maybe should have gotten it last year. That's Bregman was saying. unreal. Bregman was unreal. And don't get me wrong, I think that the numbers say Trap was better, and I'm not saying I would rather have Bregman. But, I mean, the Astros were really good last year, and I think that every now and then, every now and then, I think that the team – let's reward uh, uh, the, the team also with the player success too because the Angels were so bad. Every now and then. 
every now and then. I also don't like when people are like, oh, it should go to DJ LeMahieu. No, I think there's like, like, you know, 15 other guys that were better than him, but the Yankees were just awesome. You know what I mean? So it's this weird thing. And I, I talk about a lot where I think one of the problems with baseball is it's become too much of a numbers conversation. Too many, you, when, have you ever been to have those like conversations where you're being like, hey man, uh, who, are, who do you think is better? That never really happens. Most people are just like, oh no, Mike Trout's war is higher. In yeah. basketball, do you ever have a thing where someone's like, no, uh, LeBron's PER is higher? No, you get into so much more than that. You talk about, no, it's like this and look at his things and this and whenever he works with Davis and then this and that and oh well, you know, people take the story into it a bit more and as someone who likes pop culture and movies i enjoy the story so sorry all you stat nerds out there that i actually care about the fact that yeah it's um i like paying attention to legacy and just like we don't have the mike trout moment i think that's really the, the best way for me to put a bow on this we don't have that one mike trout moment in my opinion when, what's the great mike trout play is it his fault that he hasn't had that moment not necessarily i do concede that but i just feel like man we haven't had like the block from LeBron, right? We haven't had that that face that people use as a meme all the time. You know what I mean? The the one where he's getting ready to play against Boston, right? That people love using on the internet all the time. Um, we don't have like that one play, and it sucks. And I really want the the play. If he gets traded to another team and does great, awesome. But I think you know there is a case to be made, like you said, for the fact that the outfield isn't necessarily as uh, maybe valuable of a contribution needed for position as others. Um, with the exception of maybe like, I don't know, like first base is the other one, right? Um, in terms of the defense and all of it. And I agree. I don't like the number chasing. I don't like that baseball has just become a, well, here's this this fan graphs article I read. It's like, well, you know, I just wish that baseball was more determined about, you know, every now and then like feeling and whatnot. And I don't care who really faults me for that. It's, it's just more fun. And I think that baseball, uh, there aren't those conversations anymore. Everybody just likes using numbers to solve things. Yeah, that's my overall issue. I'm not saying Mike Trout has to win the World Series, but I would like to see mm-hmm. him in the playoffs. I want to see what he could do in the big stage. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If he starts going on playoff runs and he starts wilting like Clayton Kershaw, that's going to hurt his legacy. I'm sorry. If he, mm-hmm. if he struggles, when, if he's this all-time great in the regular season that struggles in the playoffs, I think that's going to hurt his legacy. And you brought mm-hmm. up basketball. Yeah, if we had the same perspective of how we view baseball with basketball, then Russell Westbrook is probably the best player ever. And yeah. I don't think most people think Russell Westbrook is better than a guy like Damian Lillard, who statistically yeah. is worse than him. But you see the two play, see how the two exactly. lead a team, and you see them match up against each other. Now, and granted, in baseball, you don't have that. You don't see the two guys on the field matching up against each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's a little – overstated about how the angels how bad they've been because yes the last five years they've been atrocious but if you go look at the first third of mike trout's career angels True. were top five in almost every offensive category and they had mm-hmm. solid pitching they had the that garrett richards who's now a san diego padre he was on the rotation with a cj wilson they've had a, a jared weaver they've even had a jared Zach weaver, yeah. on their team yeah. as a starter so they've had some pitching granted the last mm-hmm. few years have really sucked but they've had some solid years i just want to see mike trout do something on the big stage like you said we're, we we mm-hmm. don't have that big moment and i think like you said it's become too stat driven we i'm not saying team success is everything but i think we should look at team success with statistical production and that's how we look at our best player mm-hmm. last year i would have given it to bregman too mike trout had a great mm-hmm. year but he missed the last 30 games because of injury and his team sucked no one wins more mvps on <laughs> on crappy teams than mike trout 
maybe A-Rod when he was on the Rangers, he won like one MVP in 03. But most of the time, mm-hmm. outside of Mike Trout, when a player wins an MVP, he's on a good team. I can't really think of uh, too many other guys from like the last 10 to 15 years who won an MVP without being on a, a playoff team at least. So Mike Trout seems to be the only exception to that rule. And uh, a lot of it, I think, is because of war. If you just go look at the definition of war. They say when you're calculating it, there's points of the formula where dozens of reasonable people could disagree. And war is calculated different across different websites. So I, I can't put all my faith into a stat that gets calculated different depending on who's doing the formula. So when I take all that into consideration, yes. Mike Trout might be the best player in baseball right now, but I, I don't think he's head and shoulders above every other guy. I think in a season, Mookie Beth could be better. And real quick on the mm-hmm. war again, you know, Christian Yelich hasn't been top 10 in war the last two seasons. He's been arguably the best offensive player in baseball, and he's not even top 10 in war. So when I see something like that, it has to be because he's playing the most stacked position in baseball, right field. And, you know, if you go look at the top 10, Center fielders right now ranked by MLB.com. You got guys like Whit Merrifield, number five, who's played primarily second base in his career. So that's my quick Mike Trout rant. He's a great MLB player. He's probably the best player in baseball right now. But he needs that big moment. He needs to show up Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Or otherwise, his career is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. He finishes with one career playoff hit. Mm -hmm. And I just – I really think, man, like, it's not like he was – that much crazy better like if and if, if we want to bring up war i forgot what what mike trout's war was last year i could look that up really quickly but bregman's was like 9.3 or something yeah, like that bregman's was so last year yeah bregman's was really high last year and I, i'm assuming trout's was what was it like 9.7 right yeah it it's was, not it like was, his was a 9.7 and bregman was a six right like not that crazy of a jump and it's like oh well look how much better he actually was it's like no like come on man like let's also shout out the fact that the Astros were good and I think that we remember the good team and let's talk about the player that was also good for them I know people have issues with that but guess what numbers nerds uh you know I don't like it when sports get so numbers based that well why even watch the games anymore just watch the just look up his stat sheet you know what I mean like come on uh it's just a little bit out of control and I thought that it was yeah it's just, eh, come on, come on. I, I really thought that he should have won last year. Not that it was undeserved. See, I don't like going to an extreme either because that's the other thing that people do, right? When we start talking about this, they'll be like, oh, what? You think it should have gone to, oh, what? You think Mike Trout's not good or you think this? It's like, no, I actually think he's unbelievably talented. And, I mean, he's he really is outrageous, though, when you look at the numbers. Like, I, every now and then I do look at them and I go, oh, my God. They're crazy. They are pretty crazy, <laughs> but every now that I'm still like, you know, Bregman was really great last year, man. And I don't think it would have been that much of a loss if this one time, I mean, it happens in the NBA with LeBron. LeBron's got all numbers and every now and then we, we like the story. Some years we like the story a little bit too much, <laughs> you know, with Westbrook, but you know, and then some years we're like, ah, oh, bad. Like this is, this is really fun. And I like the comeback. You know what I mean? That's why there's been the, uh, kind of a narrative for LeBron. He should have won the MVP this year, right? Like yeah. at 35 years old, like every now and then I do think stuff like that is important and it makes talking about baseball more exciting. Yeah. Cause like, I'll give trial credit this. Cause like LeBron, both of them, they're pretty consistent year in year out. They both don't have a down year on their resume, but the difference is LeBron. We've seen him in the playoffs. We've seen him go up another level and you know, certain years there are other better players in that specific season. I mean, Steph Curry took over the, basketball took over the NBA for a couple of years Kevin Durant too so we're not saying Mike Trout's not the best player over the last 10 years but in a, in a singular season you know I, I could make an argument peak Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout 
Pete Christian Yelich is better than Mike Trout, but Mike Trout has that consistency, which makes mm-hmm. him great. But I'm looking at the top 10 in war right now from 2019. Do you know who's number three on this list uh, from 2019, Javi? Who's that? Marcus Simeon. Do you think he was the third best player in 2019? He actually finished like third in MVP voting. Yeah, he I think it was really... based off his war. Marcus, think... Marcus Simeon was low-key flaming last year. Got on my fantasy team too. Woo! <laughs> okay. So he, <laughs> you were riding hard for Marcus Simeon then. But yeah, how about, I, how about Matt Chapman? He was fifth. Matt or Chapman was, was great. Matt Chapman was great. Yeah, the A's were disgusting last year. I think I think another another thing to point out, point out about this is um, – the, the the whole thing with a story, I think this is basically like a Marino thing. This is a thing where this is like an all. I think there's a difference between saying he's an all time talent versus the all time best. Does that make sense? Where like oh yeah, I think I, I think it's very kind of LeBron versus Jordan, like that whole conversation. I think there's ways for this conversation to be interesting about the numbers and the talent versus just that that image of greatness and how you associate greatness with Jordan more. I, I will not debate that with anybody. I just think that, you know, like I'm a Jordan guy between the two, by the way, just to I throw it out you, to everybody. I agree with you. Um, and I think, yeah, okay. I could look up the numbers and I can bring up some stuff, but I just think there's some, there's the ethos of him. You know what I mean? There's yes. I like reading and looking up quotes. I like looking up what people say about the other player instead of just getting my Ivy league degree and being like, well, LeBron's PER when he's shooting from the three point It's like, shut up nerd you know (laughs) not to be mean about it but i think that every now and then those things matter it's okay to have a conversation about discussing that that dichotomy the distance between the all-time talent versus the all-time best i think it's interesting unfortunately it just comes down to no you're an idiot or no you're an idiot for thinking this and well jordan had this and that it's like no i I just wish these conversations could be a little bit more sophisticated yeah, because I don't think anyone thinks Tom Brady is the most talented quarterback ever. Yeah, but we I don't think people him, think that. Yeah, but we consider him the GOAT because of his statistical production for, uh, combined with what we've seen him do on the big stage, you know. He has moments. Year, yeah, he has Super the big Bowl. moments. Yeah, yeah. It, and a lot of it is the moments. You need the stats with the big moments. It, and Like, I'll bring it back to Russ. He's the guy with the stats, but does he have that, that playoff resume like, uh, the, like other guys at his position? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. So it hurts his legacy a little bit. Mike Trout, he has all the stats. He might own he might own all the records in the world when he retires. And for a lot of people, they're gonna look at that and consider him the GOAT. But for me, he can own all the records. But I just need to see a little bit on the big stage. You know, I just need to see I, I'm not saying he has to win the World Series, but can I see him get to the second round of the playoffs? Can I see him yeah. get more than one playoff hit? I don't think that's asking a lot from a guy yeah. who people consider the greatest potential. And then we ever. can say also and let's also point out, it's very unfortunate that the Angels didn't help him. You can also say that too. You know what I mean? It can be multiple things. It doesn't have to be black and white. You know what I mean? It, you're allowed to be like, he was one of the all-time great players, and let's talk about how much the Angels let him down, for example, right? Like, that's okay. Let's talk about it. Or that he shouldn't have signed a contract to stay there. Like, it's okay to make these things more interesting. than just, Oh, his war is greater. Shut up. You know, I, I just, I've had enough like that. I know I'm, I'm sounding like a Mike Wobon right now. Like, no, I love it. it's all this, but uh, I actually am not a fan, but it's, it's uh, <laughs> I, I still love watching PTI, but it's just very, um, I don't know. It's this, it's a great conversation that too often I think it's, it's become diluted at this point. 
Uh, I feel like I'm using, I feel like we're getting a little bit wordy on it. Diamondbacks Padres, man. (laughs) Yeah, we're using words like dichotomy now, but no, I think you're you're preaching right now, Javi. There's a big war of people like you and me versus the people, you know, we're we're more traditional stat stat nerds, I guess. And there's a war against us right now versus the the advanced stat nerds with the war and the WABA and all these other things. I just tell you. WRC plus and his weighted on base. It's like, all right, man, like, cool. Like for me, it's hard. I can only put so much stock into stats that try to predict how much more this guy could give you over that. Cause it's right. hypothetical. You're not actually telling me what their actual production is. You're just trying mm-hmm. to project what their production can be over the next guy, which makes me not as you know trustworthy of that stat. I still think batting average is important. I'm sorry. I, I RBIs. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know there's flukiness with RBIs, but if the guy's batting fourth, and he's on a quality playoff team, I'm going to say if you only hit 75 RBIs, I'm going to say that's a little concerning. So uh, I think it, you have to put the context when you give batting average. You have to put the context when you give RBIs. If you're just giving raw stats, then, yeah, they're going to seem meaningless. But if you put the context behind them, I think they help tell a, a bigger story. And I'm still going to rely on those traditional stats like batting average, uh, home runs, RBIs, more than a, a stat like war or WABA or runs created. Absolutely, man. And hey, that's your prerogative and whatnot. But now, uh, I know that we're agreeing on this, but now we're enemies now, man. At the, at the end of this week, we're enemies. Padres, oh, yeah. D-backs, are you ready? I'm ready. Let me ask you this one last question, Javi. Who do Go you think it. is going to finish higher in the 2020 standings, Diamondbacks or Padres? I think, I think pre-world uh, ending, traditional 160-game season, oh, man, I think it was D-backs, but it's close. I think a lot of it for me was going to depend on uh, the – I think there's a little bit – believe it or not, I think there's like a little tiny bit more certainty almost with the the Padres like pitching. I don't know how that makes sense to me, but it does. While the Diamondbacks do have the – I think the the upside of, of Bumgarner and the is Robbie Ray going to be kind of that liability. Oh, yeah, he strikes out 200 guys, but he also gives up like six runs a game. Um, that I was curious to see how that plan, panned out. I think the Padres could – I just – I have a, a vibe about them. I think that they love playing with each other. I think you saw that, um, like, in the dugout last year. I think that they got energized by that. Um, I could see them being that team that really just loves playing in like this. And I think that it's possible that the D-backs guys, maybe they start off a little bit slow. They have that sophomore slump because a lot of their guys played, like, all-star levels last year. You know what I mean? Like, they played amazing. Like, Cattell Marte being – probably the number one right like has his best season um i'm gonna say the padres for now but it's it's like really a toss-up between the two like i i think that their offense is awesome i think their offense is awesome but i wonder about maybe some of their defense but then again we have the liability guys i don't know man i don't know it's i think regularly it was both of them were potentially wildcard teams i think i i like both of the teams better than some of the other wildcards in the uh the nl i wasn't i'm not totally buying into the mets um, especially because Syndergaard got hurt. Uh, I wasn't totally buying into some other teams like the Cardinals and whatnot. Like I thought that both teams could be more interesting than all those teams. So I think that they're both like on the same level, honestly, which is what's so interesting about talking with you about this. All right. Well, if the Padres guy is going to pick the Padres, the D-backs guy is going to pick the D-backs to finish higher in the standings. <laughs> I do agree we should, with you. We should make a wager on this series. Not buddy-wise, but we should make a wager. Yeah. I do this with my friend all the time. Yeah, we could bet. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about this. We could bet a built bar if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could bet a built bar, or we could do what I always do with my friend, which is that uh, the winner gets to choose the person's uh, Twitter profile picture for a week. Wow. Uh, that's okay. one, that's one of my favorites. Like 
That's yeah, one of could, my favorites. You could choose the Locked On Diamond uh, Diamondbacks <laughs> Twitter profile for a week. Yeah. If you want. The Locked On Diamondbacks, whatever. What are the? You can even choose my main one. I don't care. Uh, that's what I usually do with my friend. But yeah, man, uh, it's been super fun talking with you. We talked for a while too. Yeah, this I think is, we have an is, hour. Yeah, we have an hour, man. We're we're doing good. I'm. I can't wait. I have no. I know it's it's a division rivalry. Nobody on the D-backs that I have a, a gripe with, honestly. State yeah. of Arizona. Eh, I've never been there. <laughs> don't really care for the state. Just I've just never been there. Like I don't really care about it that much. Um, well, I'll definitely, I'd be more interested in going to San Diego. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing. It's just in general. The NL, NL West. I just don't feel any hate. I have a hate for the Dodgers just because yeah, it's like, they keep say, winning all the time. I think but I don't have like I don't hate their players. Like there's nothing there. You know. Yeah, I think we all have a collective hate for the Dodgers, and that's yeah, definitely. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mini but, dynasty. Yeah, yeah, the, the the way they're built right now, they're definitely a team that uh, people are going to hate with having the last two reigning MVPs on your roster. But uh, Javi, great talking to you today. We hit a lot of different things. I, I think we hit a lot of great points today. And I, I thank you for echoing, uh, echoing a lot of the same sentiment when it came to yeah. Mike Trout and the uh, advanced war <laughs> stat nerds gotcha, or advanced man. stat nerds in general. I really appreciate, appreciate you preaching the gospel today. Yeah, podcast. not to be pro Bregman because of all the Astros thing. I'm saying before we found out about that, you know. Yeah, I feel you. But thank you, Javi. Sounds like you're doing great. And we'll talk to you again. And hopefully we might even talk to you again after the series. And, you know, maybe talk. Yeah, Monday, man. Monday, Tuesday, around that. I'd love to talk all after right, the Padres sweep the series. It'd be great, man. All right. Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Javi Peno, Locked on Padres. And you heard Miller there, everybody. That about does it for today's edition of the Locked on Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. You know, listen to Lockdown MLB, all those kind of things. And, guys, just one more time I want to reiterate, uh, uncertain times, definitely, with the news that broke today. Don't know what's going to happen, but I promise you that I'm still going to uh, find ways to talk about the Padres in certain ways. And I want to save my thoughts for the the all the games that happened this weekend because I have a lot of thoughts. It was so, so much fun watching baseball. But I really want to save them all for when all four of the games are complete. So you probably will get that tomorrow, guys. Um, and until that time, and until any other time, stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.